Good morning all. This is Russell, your host with this morning's encounter with the Lord. Welcome to this morning's encounter and prayer meeting where we connect with God our Father. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, all. This is Russell, your host with this morning's Encounter with the Lord. Welcome to this morning's session. How are we all this morning? Russell, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a beautiful morning. We thank you for a new day. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for this opportunity at the start of this week to come to you and be with you, to offer the first fruits of our time, the unit of our destiny, those first fruits of what you have given us, Lord, we give back to you with gratitude in our hearts. We come to you surrendering our crowns, all our achievements, and all the big things that we think about ourselves. To humble ourselves before you as we come before our Father, out of reverence, out of respect, but out of love. We ask forgiveness, Lord, for all our shortcomings, for the times we have failed you and others, for the times we have fallen short of your instruction for us, for the times we have rebelled against you, for the times you have disobeyed your word. We ask for your mercy and we ask for the grace of renewal that we might stand up again and walk with you this time. We ask you to direct our, thought, our thoughts, our words, our path, our prayer. We trust in you, O Lord, with all our heart and we lean not on our understanding, but on the revelation you grant us on the wisdom and understanding of your provisions that you make available to us. So that this time around, we do not make the same mistakes, but we approach them from the point of view of that new revelation that you have given us, Father. And we thank you that when we come to you each time, you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. That joy that helps us maintain our stillness and our focus on you. And that peace that keeps us still even in the midst of all the challenges and all the storms around in our life that we are able to commune with you, keep our eyes and our ears and every sense of reception focused on you so that when you speak, we see it, we hear it. And we want to share that peace and that grace, that joy with all our brothers and our sisters that are part of this prayer meeting and all those 
that are part of this praying family called by your name. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group <clears throat> and with all those that have no one to pray for them. We offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord. We share it with all those who are called Christians, who are called Catholics, who are called by whatever denomination. Follow you by name, by descent, but have not had that personal encounter with you that transforms their life, that transforms their faith. have not yet had their renewal and have not yet received their salvation, their experience with your spirit. We share it also with all those that have willingly chosen to walk away from you, Lord, who have chosen darkness, who have chosen science, who have chosen common sense, who have chosen every lie of the devil, who have chosen religion, and any other false doctrine that have kept them away from you, Lord, we ask for a quickening of their spirits. Quicken them and they shall call upon your name. And everyone that calls on your name shall be delivered from every lie of the enemy. That their steps will be turned around to you, just as the prodigal son was delivered. When he had that moment of truth, and a renewal of mind. Lord, I ask for their minds to be renewed as well. And with ourselves too, Lord, we pray that every dark corner of iniquity that still exists within our life, let that be illuminated by your light, Father. So that your illumination reveals the truth to us and the truth is able to set us free. Free from that corruption to be made incorruptible in the name of Jesus. So as we begin our prayer this morning, we call on your name, the name of our God, our Father, our Maker. The one who is high and lofty and inhabits eternity. The one who is ever faithful and never backs out who has loved us with an everlasting love. He is the lifter of men, the one who dwells on the mercy seat between the cherubims, the one who has given us his own spirit to be tabernacled within our hearts, the one who makes the parched land a pool of water and the thirsty land springs of water. When we call upon his name, that is what he does with our life as well. He sends his spirit to hover over everything that is parched, everything that is thirsty and dry, everything that is void and without form. He is our fortress, our high tower, our shield, our deliverer. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus, the door, the everlasting father, the wonderful counselor, the author and finisher of our destiny and our faith. It is the Lord who heals the bridge to the father, the way, the only way to him. The one who has enriched us in all utterance and knowledge, the word himself, who is our daily bread, 
the one who shed his body, had his body broken and his blood shed for us. That we might have atonement, that we might have redemption, that we might be able to be reunited with our Father. And we pray in the name of his Spirit, the same Holy Spirit, the Spirit of life, through whom Jesus was able to fulfill that. Despite being so difficult and harsh on him, he did not back down. It is that same spirit of resurrection that now gives life to our mortal body as well. That through him we experience our renewal. Through him we experience transformation and revival. And we are able to stand up and walk humbly with him in this battle. The spirit of victory, the spirit of light, the spirit of the living God, the one who heals our backsliding, the one who prays with us and intercedes for us. God himself, who is now with us, Emmanuel in the true sense. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of yourself. You gave us your son. You gave us your spirit. You did not hold back. You so loved the world. You so loved each of us. And you thought it worthy to sacrifice your own son for our sake. The king of kings, the lord of hosts is he. And he willingly gave it up. We thank you, Father. That your whole purpose was to save us, to save men. You bankrupted heaven for our sake. We thank you, Father, that so much is your love for us. That you are not willing to stop at anything. You are willing to forgive and forget all our sins and make a fresh start again. In the hope that we might have a transformed, a renewed life, a new approach this time. We might not fall into the same beguiling of the enemy. But we might stand and fight this time. It is your will that we should defeat the enemy, Lord, and you are willing to put all resources behind it. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with this life, precious life. And yet we take it for granted every morning we wake up. And so we knew that we would wake up, not knowing where the end of that string is. We thank you, Father. We live like tomorrow never ends. Saving for ourselves on our finances, on our wealth. And not bothering to commune with you. Many a times we do not have time to pray for you, to pray with you. We do not have time for you, to spend with you. We are too busy with our friends. We are too busy enjoying ourselves. We are too busy making money. We do not have time to commune. We ask for forgiveness, Lord. We thank you that you have blessed us with family, with friends, who are a demonstration of your love for us, caring for us in the worst of our times, the ones that stick by us and do not leave us. That reminds us of your word where you said, I will never leave you. 
We thank you that you have blessed us with angels and destiny helpers. Ones that stick for us. Uphold our cause. And go out of their way to help as well. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, with the gift of prayer, which we can use to speak to you. And when we speak your will, what has been declared and decreed as a promise for us, with an understanding that it will come to pass. We thank you that we are able to pray to you at any time. And you are ever willing to hear us. Even though there are 7 billion people on this earth, you are giving each one of us at that time of prayer personal attention. We thank you, Father, that you released grace for us through your Son. So that every action that we take is no longer judged under the law. But through that grace, we have an opportunity to rise up again. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us in every way with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. And all we need to do is rise up, awake, awaken, and receive that light that is shining on us. Every provision has been made. All we need to do is tap into it in the right way, receive it, and it shall be ours. Thank you, Jesus. And as we begin this morning's reflection, we look back on our reflections on joy throughout this week and its connection with faith. But today, and why it is important for us to maintain our joy in prayer, but today I'd like us to reflect on the way we approach God before we reach that stage of joy. How do we approach him? Our preparation. And to examine it and see whether we are getting this wrong. Are we missing the mark in some way? Many of us approach God casually, approach prayer casually. Some come before God thinking they are doing him a favor. And we have done this on our own many times as well. Before we were quickened. Before he revealed himself to us. And that is largely because someone has requested them to come to a prayer meeting. And so they came to explore out of curiosity to find out something. But what must we bear in mind when coming before God? How do we approach him? The first thing to remember is he is the king of kings. And so would one, so how would one go before a king? What would you do if you were entering a king's court and were to appear before his throne? We are doing the same in prayer every single time. So how should we approach? We often see that when people in the Old Testament had encounters with God or even his messengers, they took off their shoes and they fell on their faces. They came before him in reverence of his holiness and his majesty. This is the first thing for us to bear in mind when we approach a king. 
our King. Let's look at what Psalms 100 verse 4 says. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart and enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. You always go before a king with a gift, never empty-handed. And our gift to our king, all that he expects from us, is that thanksgiving and praise. The second one is with humility and in repentance. We approach him with humility and in repentance. When going before a king, we cannot go with pride, for he must be acknowledged. We cannot challenge that supremacy. Psalm 51 verse 17 says, A humble and a contrite heart God will not despise. The Roman centurion who asked Jesus to heal his servant showed humility when he said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. He was a man with authority. He was a man under authority as well. But when he acknowledged Jesus as the authority over all, he humbled himself. James 4 verse 10 says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. And in repentance, we empty ourselves out of any guilt, of any iniquity, of anything that keeps us unclean. We see even in the parable of the wedding feast, every guest that was invited from the crossroads as well had to wear a special wedding robe before they entered into the wedding feast. When coming before the king, we are expected wear that robe of righteousness that he gives us when we repent. The third one is intimacy. Approaching him with a heart filled with love for him. And the most important thing to remember is you're not just approaching a king here, you're approaching your father. He's not a stranger who you accidentally met somewhere. He is not an acquaintance you meet once a week in church at Mass. But he is your father who knows you by name, who knows you well. The Bible says he even knows the prayer of our heart even before we speak. But all he seeks is our relationship. Right from the time he first created us with Adam, all he sought was our relationship. We chose to turn away and have friendships with others and ignore and forget him. But the father did not forget us. He says, I have carved you on the palm of my hand. Even if a mother forgets, I will not forget you. The father who will not give us a stone when we ask for bread or a snake if we ask for fish or a scorpion if we ask for an egg. He is a father who we can trust and is ready to catch us if we fall. God says, call on me and I will answer you. James 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. 
Psalm 91 has a long list of promises that God makes to us, but the condition to fulfill them is only one, which is seen in the first verse, where it says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High. Notice that it, say, it does not say whoever visits. Are we visiting his presence rather than dwelling in his presence? Having the presence before us or having us get into that presence and stay in there all the time. Do we have a relationship that we, we talk to him 24-7 as though he is with us all the time? Or do we just wait till the next mass on the coming Sunday? To say hello. You cannot be a stranger or even a visitor, an acquaintance. You must dwell with him. You must have a relationship. If you would like the promises given in Psalm 91 to be fulfilled in your life, if you would like that protection, are we missing the mark somewhere? Think about it. Who are we most likely to listen to and help when we consider our own behavior? Is it a stranger that we would help or an acquaintance? Or is it a friend or a family member? Whom are you most likely to readily help? In most cases, it would be the loved family member who would stand above all the others. I think we should extend the same with God as well to see how he would think. For us to get him to help us, we must grow in our relationship with him from a stranger to an acquaintance, to a friend, to close family, to one that loves him more than anything. A personal connection will always command his attention. So how do we approach God in prayer? In summary, it is with praise and thanksgiving. And this is where praise and worship becomes important part of your prayer. The second is with humility and repentance, where we're renouncing our wicked ways to align with his will. So that we are falling within the path now that he has prescribed for us. And the third is in intimacy, where... We build our closeness with him, our relationship with him. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we each understand these little basic things in our approach towards our king, towards our God, towards our father. The king who is merciful, the God who is full of grace, ever willing to pour that grace on us. And the father who has loved us with an everlasting love. That we bear in mind these basic principles. And every time we are approaching you in prayer, we remember and we check the condition of our heart. So that when we approach you in the right way, we know and we know in our heart that that connection will be instantaneous. That communing will be effective. We ask for that understanding and that growth, that edification in our spirit, Lord. And as we pray for that growth, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. We pray for all those that are sick, 
for all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group. And especially for all those that are hospitalized this day and all those that are battling the COVID disease right now. We pray for all those that are battling life-threatening circumstances. We pray for all families of the Brisbane Prayer Group. For their protection, for their guidance, for your light father to touch each of these lives. That through that revelation, we grow in the spirit and we move ahead in our journey with you on the path that you have given us. We pray also for all those families which are on the verge of separation, which are battling forces of division like divorce, violence, infidelity, abuse. What you have joined together, Father, let no man and no spirit divide. We cover every such family by your precious blood, Jesus. And every family of the Brisbane Prayer Group as well, we cover by your precious blood. That blood which has won all victories, that blood through which we have our redemption, our atonement, that the accuser can no longer put us down. We cover each of these families by that same precious blood. So that through your blood, Lord, there is life, there is abundance, and there is love. The love that you had in your heart while you hung on that cross and you looked at us. That love overcomes all forms of wickedness. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. All those that are battling anxiety, depression, any kind of mental disorders, addictions, anything that seeks to keep your people yoked to the ground, Father, we come against each of these in the name and the authority of Jesus that he has given us himself. And in the, that authority, we declare every such chain of bondage over their life broken right now. Your word says we shall decree a thing and it shall come to pass, Father. In Job 22, we use that same authority to decree in his name. To decree life, to decree abundance, to decree restoration and healing over these lives. We pray in a special way for all those members of our family that have not yet been quickened that have not yet experienced their salvation and birth in the spirit. Quicken them as well, O Father, that they shall call on your name and shall be set free. We pray for our own personal needs as well, those of our families. We now connect with you in our spirit to pray in the gift that you have given us, knowing, Father, that when we make this our prayer of agreement, whatever we have agreed on, that shall come to pass. This is what your word says. We thank you, Father, that you have heard us, that you always hear us, 
And when we release our faith together in prayer, that prayer is an answered prayer. I encourage those that are praying for the gift of tongues and do not yet have it to unmute their mics, to take that bold action of faith and start speaking a syllable. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over your tongue. And for all the rest of us that have that gift, let us unmute now and make our prayer of agreement along with the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Spirit right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sadakia, 
tarakia Sarah 
ना anyone else is receiving any message from the lord please feel free to unmute and speak or you can type it in the chat 
we have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, where it is written. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you have loved us. You so loved the world that there is nothing that you will stop at when it comes to giving us. You gave of everything. Such is your love for us. Help us to love you in the same way. Personally, as we love someone that is so very dear to us, to have our relationship with you in that same way. So that when we approach you in prayer, it is not us just bringing a baggage, but it is us coming with that joy that we are meeting that loved one who is so very close to our heart. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for each one of us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, out of that overflow, let us in turn be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Monday and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless you and everybody. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone.